Are you looking for sustainable, optimized packaging solutions? At Smurfit Kappa, we use our global experience and local knowledge to provide fit-for-purpose packaging solutions for the most complex supply chains. From packaging design to machine systems, we're a fully integrated packaging provider. We can work with you to minimize operational complexity and help you move to sustainable packaging. Contact us at smurfitkappa.com. Smurfit Kappa. Open the future. Welcome to the latest edition of the Packaging Euro podcast. My name is Elisabeth Skoda. A year ago, the pioneering Holy Grail project investigating the potential role of digital watermarking and chemical traces to improve recycling accuracy celebrated major success at the 2019 Packaging Europe Sustainability Awards as the overall winner, as well as scooping up the Driving the Circular Economy prize. One year on, the story continues with Holy Grail 2.0. Under the auspices of AIM, the European Brands Association, companies and organisations from the complete packaging value chain have joined forces to take the project even further. Today I'm speaking to Michelle Gibbons, Director General at AIM, and to Gareth Callan, Sustainability Packaging Manager at PepsiCo and member of the Holy Grail Leadership Team, to find out more about the plans and aims for Holy Grail 2.0. So, uh, yeah, thank you very much for joining me today, Michelle and Gareth. Uh, Gareth, for the benefit of our listeners who may not be so familiar with uh, the digital watermarking technology, could you explain to us uh, what a digital watermark actually is and how the technology works? Sure, I'd be happy to do that. So in simple terms, a digital watermark is like a fingerprint or a passport for a piece of packaging. And one of the things that we're developing in the project is a two approaches and we call them 2D or 3D. So a 2D watermark is one that can be printed onto the packaging during the normal printing process. So no special inks, um, you just put the code into the packaging design when it's actually originated and then you print it straight onto um, the packaging as part of your normal printing process. Now that code can be seen by um, devices which are tuned to be able to see it uh, and it covers the majority of the pack um, which means that it can be seen from multiple directions and recognized relatively easily. The other technology we call 3D and that's really designed for rigid materials and that's where you take the same principle of a watermark, um, but you actually put it into a mold and you emboss it into the surface of the bottle or the tray or the other rigid material during its manufacturing process. Likewise, that can be seen and scanned um, when it comes through a waste sorting facility and therefore correctly identify that material, both in terms of its composition and, as importantly, whether that material was food contact or non-food contact. Thank you, Gareth. And uh, Michelle, how would you summarise the uh, general goal and aim of uh, Holy Grail 2.0? So thanks, Elizabeth. Well, as the name suggests, Holy Grail 2.0 is not the beginning of the story. There was a Holy Grail 1.0. And that project examined a variety of technologies, such as digital watermarks and chemical tracers, with the goal of improving recycling rates and creating a sustainable circular economy. 
Holy Grail 1.0 saw an impressive amount of collaboration and hard work that demonstrated how much drive there is in the industry to work together in pursuit of a circular economy. So the results of that, the efforts there revealed that digital watermarks uh, was a promising, is a promising technology. They have the potential to completely overhaul the way we sort and recycle packaging. And that's the impetus behind the pilot project, Holy Grail 2.0. So we're now looking to take the next step in scaling up the technology and finding out exactly what's possible. So under the auspices of AIM, European Brands Association, we have over 85 companies and organizations from the complete packaging value chain. They've joined forces with the ambitious goal to assess whether this pioneering digital technology can enable better sorting and higher quality recycling rates uh, for packaging in the EU. And the purpose being to drive a truly circular economy. So of course this requires financial investments as well as commitments from brands, retailers and others across the value chain. Um, and we also have a clear governance structure and legal framework in which competitors can work together. So one of our main, aim, main goals as AIM is to facilitate this framework and we're delighted to see so much commitment and enthusiasm um, from across the complete packaging value chain. Thank you very much, Michelle. Uh, could you tell me a little bit more about AIM's work specifically within the project? Sure. So at AIM, as the representative organisation of uh, consumer goods companies, branded consumer goods companies, you know, we're passionate about achieving a clean, circular and climate neutral economy. Um, focusing on environmentally friendly packaging has been a priority for many, many years from our members. Um, and eco-design has been at the forefront of many innovative developments and R&D investments, particularly in recent years. So what we're, you know, we're tackling this because one of the most pressing challenges in achieving a circular economy for packaging is finding a way to accurately sort that post-consumer waste for high quality recycling. Um, and digital watermarks, you know, they have the potential to revolutionize this process. So what we're doing is with this initiative is combining the key three ingredients of innovation, sustainability and digitalization, those three key ingredients that we need for a circular economy. The initial proof of concept demonstrations have shown that digital watermarks can achieve what they can achieve on a test sorting line. Line Now it's time to take this testing to the next level. So we see huge potential in, in cross value chain collaborations and using new technologies to solve um, these urgent environmental challenges that we need to address together. And with the support of our members, we're very excited about this next phase of the project, a semi-industrial pilot study using digital watermarks on packaging to improve sorting. That sounds really interesting. Thank you, Michelle. And yeah, we'll get back to that um, in a minute. But um, I wanted to ask as well, Gareth, um, what attracted PepsiCo to the Holy Grail project? And uh, what were the company's motivations in taking part? Well, Elizabeth, I think the key to it lies in PepsiCo's vision to have a truly circular economy for our flexible packaging. Um, but we're a consumer goods company. So for our consumers, we want to try and make life as easy as possible. I think day to day, we all live very busy lives and the complexity that there is around packaging recycling is 
just too much for some people. And we just want to make it really easy for them to put their, their packaging in a bin, for that bin to get collected, appropriately sorted, and then ultimately recycled back into something that's of high value and ideally back into um, food contact material. And there are a whole series of very complex barriers to overcome to allow that to happen. Um, one of which is the, the sorting of the flexible waste. So when you're sorting waste uh, in a plant, how can you tell whether that food, for, that, that packaging, for example, is food contact or non-food contact? So Holy Grail offers a potential technology that could allow us to make that separation. And that would be a hugely valuable unlock if we were able to actually segregate uh, food contact and non-food contact packaging in terms of its ongoing recycling. So that lies at the heart really of, of why we were attracted, the ease of segregation of packaging and ultimately making a system and creating an infrastructure that makes life easier for consumers. Thank you. How would you summarise the advantages of digital watermarking and what challenges had to be overcome using it in the area of recycling? So. Digital watermarks offer us several potential benefits and the whole purpose of this project is to try and assess exactly what those benefits are and the business case that supports them. In its heart, the idea of a digital watermark is a fingerprint or a passport um, that allows the structure of the packaging to be identified. Um, in a sorting facility, but it also offers additional benefits such as consumer engagement, easy scannability within supply chains and faster checkouts, for example, in retail operations. So there's a whole chain of potential benefits um, that can be brought through this watermarking, watermarking te technology, but at no real additional cost because it can actually be embedded into the print that's already going on the packaging. So those are the, those are the fundamental um, benefits that we see from it. Okay, and uh, could you tell us a bit more about PepsiCo's role in the digital watermarking trials? So our role is really using our packaging within the trials. So as a brand owner, we have convenient foods and beverages, which we want to try these watermarks on and actually sort them and see whether the implementation of the watermarks actually works in an industrial context. Um, we're also part of the leadership group so right now we're in the early phases of the project and there's a lot of detail that we need to work through to make sure that we can fully assess the business case and then our other role is making sure that we have real unity throughout the value chain to make sure that we get a fuller circular fully circular journey for this for this packaging so that we have brand owners retailers waste management companies and then ongoing from there, recyclers who can take that material and turn it back into a reusable plastic. So we can't do that on our own. So one of the roles that we're trying to play is to be one active member in a team of many stakeholders who are trying to drive this change in the supply chain. And uh, what steps are you taking to scale up the technology? Um, is the target to test in a specific country, Europe-wide or worldwide? Um, bearing in mind that recycling systems vary considerably with uh, some countries collecting different materials separately and others not, for example. Yes, this is a complex puzzle that we're trying to solve. And the next iteration is going to be, uh, in terms of Holy Grail 2.0, is going to be much bigger than the first iteration was. 
So we're going to take it country by country, and the objective is to prove at a large scale that digital watermarking technologies can actually provide accurate sorting, uh, higher rates of recycling, and, con and, and consequently add value um, to the recyclate that's being produced. So the first step is to validate the technology in a test sorting facility on a semi-industrial scale. Um, and we will work together as brand owners and retailers to make sure that our packaging is carrying those codes for those semi-industrial trials. And then after that, if we're successful, we move on to digitally, digitally watermark packaging from a whole range of brand owners in some target markets, and they will be national test markets. So the initial scope for the project is Europe, but it will be specific countries within Europe. And I think part of the challenge that we're trying to solve here is th this is a complicated puzzle involving multiple stakeholders for flexible packaging and all of those pieces need to fall into place for us to get that full circularity and so whilst we as brand owners can put the codes on there we also need to make sure that in when it comes to a wider implementation that all other stakeholders are bought into the benefits of this technology and that it makes business sense to implement it and that's really what we're trying to work out in this second phase of the project and uh, what time frame are you working with for the trials well Elizabeth, you know, as Gareth just said, this is a complex puzzle. Um, so uh, the Holy Grail 2.0 initiative is currently scheduled for around two years um, with semi-industrial testing uh, next year in 2021. And then industrial testing at the end of 21 and going into 2022. But, you know, it is a draft timeline because we need to have all of these pieces working together and in sync as Gareth was saying. So we'll see in the next few months which phases might need some additional time as we dive into this uh, in more detail. Is the project kind of time limited or will you just extend it if um, maybe things take a bit longer and you might think at the end of it or we need a bit more time to actually achieve what we want to achieve? The goal here is to make sure that it's, it's viable and it works. Um, and, you know, so we're, you know, there's a, there's definitely an energy and a commitment and enthusiasm, enthusiasm behind this to, you know, get it done, you know, get it done yesterday, basically, to get it done mm. as fast as we can. Um, but there's a lot of different pieces of the puzzle that need to be put in place. And we need to work, when you're working across the value chain, you know, it is, it's complex. And as, as Gareth said, we're, we're, we're bringing everybody with us on, a, on, a, on an exciting journey, um, but it's a complicated journey. So we would like to do this. This has to be done in a way which you know, demonstrates the viability, demonstrates the, um, the, the workability. And the, ultimately, in order to have that success, we want to make sure that we do it right. Um, so it may be a case of, um, you know, more haste, less speed. So let's, we want to make sure that we get it done right and get it done well. Um, in this time frame, this is what we're hoping, uh, what we're, this is our goal. Um, but obviously if certain pieces take longer because it needs additional testing or it needs an additional, um, proof, uh, then, then we'll do it, um, just to make sure that the end product as such 
um, is is what we need and what we want to achieve a circular economy. And uh, how soon and in what applications do you think we might see digital watermarking appearing in packaging on the market? Well, our aim is to see you know a wide range of different packaging formats encoded with digital watermarks. Um, and that can range from rigid to flexible, food to non-food, in order to include them in our semi-industrial tests. Um, so we would, uh, we're looking across the board to see how we can make sure that we can test this uh, as such. Um, when it comes to retail operations, some of the retailers in the US, but also a few in Europe, have already started introducing digital watermarks on pack for, you know, for different reasons, for, for example, for a faster checkout. I just wanted to quickly um, delve a bit deeper in the in the faster checkout. Um, can you explain a little bit how that would work? How the digital watermarks could make checkout um, faster? So at checkout, um, obviously the operator needs to find a code some, located somewhere on the packaging for it to be identified at the till. The benefit of the digital watermark is that um, to a large extent, it is printed and reproduced all over the pack rather than in one specific location. So what that means is if you have tuned your checkout machine to actually scan that code, um, it's far easier to find the code because it's, it's basically all over the pack and therefore um, scanning and orientation of the pack actually at the checkout becomes far easier and therefore quicker. Yeah, that makes sense. Thank you very much. Um, and uh, finally, you mentioned before that consumer engagement could be one of the benefits of digital watermarking. Could you tell me a bit more about how this could work? Yes, yes. Consumer engagement is extremely um, important in this in this whole project. Um, the digital watermarks have indeed been trialed in the area of consumer information and engagement. Uh, currently, and this, since this is very much at the beginning, a special app is needed to read the digital watermarks on pack by consumers. Now, for us within Holy Grail 2.0, we have a specific working group um, that's looking into the consumer engagement area and how digital watermarks can, can be implemented for that. Um, but where our focus actually um, overall is ensuring we take a look at how we can how digital watermarks for, can be used um, for smart packaging recycling in the EU, in, in Europe. So when it comes to, for example, uh, QR codes, uh, which are already used for consumer engagement information and information, uh, we can see that due to the COVID-19 pandemic, there's been an uptake in the use of QR codes by consumers. So, for example, we've all become much more, you know, um, versatile in scanning menus, for example, in restaurants. So we see a promising way for using digital channels um, in the future for providing consumer information on, on sustainability features of products and for, for helping them to sort and recycle correctly, for helping consumers to sort and recycle correctly. Um, in the past, people also needed to download a specific app um, to ensure readability of QR co codes. But now you have companies like Apple and Google make, you know, have made native reading through their cameras. So this could also be done for digital watermarks in the future. Hmm, great. Um, yeah, it will be interesting to see how Holy Grail 2.0 progresses. And I'm really looking forward to maybe catching up again at a later date to discuss the results of the project. So uh, yeah, thank you very much, Michelle and Gareth, for joining me on the podcast today. 
Thank you. It's a great pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for having us on the show. Thank you. Consumers worldwide are now demanding sustainable packaging. Is your brand ready? At Smurfit Kappa, we use our global experience and local knowledge to create innovative packaging for the biggest brands. As a global leader in sustainability, we can help you find the solutions which are right for your business and right for the planet. Join the sustainable evolution. Contact us at smurfitkappa.com. Smurfit Kappa. Open the future.